My name is Rick Renner, and today I'm on the shores of the Sea of Galilee at Capernaum. And Jesus came here, it's recorded in Mark chapter 5, and when he got out of his boat, he was met by a very wealthy man named Jairus. And Jairus had a little girl who was very sick. And he said to Jesus, please come. My little girl is lying at the point of death, but if you'll come and lay your hands on her, she'll be healed and she'll live. And Jesus said, let's go. And Jesus went with him. And while Jesus was en route to Jairus' home, he encountered a woman who had an issue of blood. Mark tells us about it in Mark chapter 5 and verse 25. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. That's a long time to be sick. Verse 26, and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all she had and was nothing bettered but rather grew worse. She spent all of her money on medical help it hasn't helped her at all. But listen to verse 27. When she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment, for she said, If I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Wow! After 12 years of feeling miserable, physically, spending all the money she had on doctors and medical care. When she touched Jesus, it all changed. Immediately, the verse says, she felt in herself that she had been healed of her plague. That's what happens when we come into contact with the healing power of Jesus Christ. He changes everything. What an amazing story in Mark chapter 5, and it all happened right here in the city of Capernaum. And that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. My name is Rick Renner. I'm so glad you've joined me. And as I told you in the introduction, today we're going to be discussing the woman with the issue of blood. It is an amazing story of how the power of Jesus totally changed a woman's life who had lived in isolation for 12 years. Oh, there is so much in this story. You're going to want to hear every word of this program. But I want to remind you that if you need prayer, we're here for you. We would love to pray for you. We're waiting to hear from you. You can call us, send us an email, write us a letter. It doesn't matter how you contact us. We're waiting for you. We are people of prayer. We believe that God hears us when we pray. We pray according to the Word of God, and we expect results. And if you need someone to agree with you in prayer, call us if you have no one else to call. We're here waiting for your contact right now. And I want to remind you that I'm offering you my series called The Miracles of Jesus Christ. It's 15 parts. It's based on these programs. It comes in multiple formats, and it comes with an amazing study guide. Pages and pages and pages of information. Everything in these programs on paper with the Greek words and the history and the points and the principles. It is really a treasure of information. This series is designed to help you know Jesus better. I want you to know what Jesus did because what he did is what he is still doing. And if you know the miracles he did, then you know the miracles he wants to work right now. He has miracle power available for you, for your family, for your spouse, 
for your grandkids, for your house, for your job. Jesus has miracle power available for you. That's why I taught this series called The Miracles of Jesus Christ. Order your copy today. I really do believe it'll make a difference in your life. Also, we're offering you my book, which is called Why We Need the Gifts of the Holy Spirit. The back of the book says, A Fresh Look at the Gifts of the Holy Spirit. In this book, Rick Renner helps you take a fresh look at the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, delving into the Word to display a unique and powerful case for the absolutely essential nature of spiritual gifts in the life of every believer and in every church. We need the gifts of the Holy Spirit because the gifts of the Holy Spirit bring us the miraculous presence of Jesus. We have to have the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Order your copy today. If you think you already know everything there is to know about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, then order it for someone else. Buy a book and let it be your missionary to minister to someone else. But today we're going to jump right back into Mark chapter 5. Now when we come to Mark chapter 5, it is quite an amazing chapter. Jesus has passed over by ship to the other side of the Sea of Galilee to the country of the Gadarenes. And as we saw in the last program, when Jesus arrived in the country of the Gadarenes, he delivered two men of demons, and one of them had a legion of demons. And you know what's amazing to me? When Jesus was finished delivering those men of those demon powers, he got back in his boat and sailed back across the lake to the other side, which means he came all the way across the lake just to reach those two men. He didn't stay there. He didn't hold an evangelistic crusade. When he was finished ministering to those two men, Jesus got in his boat and he left, which means Jesus will do a lot just to reach one person. Jesus will do a lot to reach you. Jesus will do a lot to reach your friends and your families. Jesus came all the way across the lake for two men. That is just amazing to me. Think of what we need to do taking time to reach people just like Jesus did. But when you come to Mark chapter 5, the Bible says in verse 21, and when Jesus was passed over again by ship back to the other side, he went back to Capernaum, the Bible says much people were gathered unto him and he was nigh into the sea. And behold, there come with one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly saying, my little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. Verse 24, and Jesus went with him and much people followed him and thronged him. Now in the next program, I'm going to be dealing with the healing of Jairus's daughter. But notice what else happens in this text. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse when she heard of Jesus came in the press behind and touched his garment for she said if I may but touch his clothes I shall be whole. Verse 29 and straightway the Greek says, Iethus, immediately without delay. So this was an instantaneous miracle. And immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Today I want us to go through these verses. I'm going to speak from my notes because I've got a lot of material I want to cover with you today. This is all so important. But let's begin, if we would, in verse 25, where the Bible says this was a woman that had an issue of blood. What do we mean when we say an issue of blood? Well, the Greek word describes nonstop bleeding. This is a very serious problem. In fact, it was a female problem. This woman simply could not stop bleeding. And as we continue to read, we find she had been bleeding nonstop 
for 12 years. Imagine how drained she was of physical strength. This woman had really suffered. And in fact, the next verse says she had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When the Bible says she suffered many things, the word suffered is the Greek word pasco, which means to suffer. But in this particular verse, it carries the idea of suffering, undergoing hardships, being ill-treated, or experiencing adversity, and the tense describes continual suffering. So the entire time she's been bleeding for 12 years, she has really been subjected to very difficult treatment. And the Bible says she suffered many things of many physicians. The word many is the word pola. It means a lot. She had suffered a lot at the hands of physicians. And interesting that when Mark records this, he uses the word of, which in Greek is the word hupo. The word hupo in this case means under the care or under the guidance of doctors. This woman had really been subjected to a lot of experimentation, a lot of treatments, which today we would think is hideous and gross. In fact, if you read the kind of treatments they used for women who had an issue of blood, it is just shocking what they did to women back in those days to stop an issue of blood. And this woman had an issue of blood for 12 years. So for 12 years, she had been subjected to unbelievable treatment under the care of medical doctors. It's not that the medical doctors wanted to do bad. It's just all they knew. They were doing all they knew to do. And this woman was like a guinea pig suffering under the care of medical doctors. That's what Mark chapter 5, verse 26 clearly says. And she had spent all she had. Isn't that amazing? Not only was she treated badly, she had barbaric medical treatments. She had to pay for it. And when the Bible says she spent all that she had, the word spent is the Greek word, which means to incur expense, to squander, or to waste. It was a total waste because it had no positive results. She spent everything she had. The Greek says everything that was at her side, everything that was in her possession, everything that was available to her, she came to the end of herself. She had nothing left. And at the end of the day, the Bible says she was nothing bettered. The Greek word bettered means she was not improved at all, but rather grew worse. Worse, in this case, describes a sickness that is becoming more and more profound or more severe. So this woman's condition is getting worse the longer she is sick. And there's something else. Not only does she physically feel bad, but emotionally she is treated like an outcast. We know that because of what the Bible says in Leviticus chapter 15, verses 19 to 27. And in Leviticus chapter 15, verses 19 to 27, the Levitical law describes how to treat a woman with an issue of blood. And it says when a woman has an issue of blood, she's to be treated as unclean. And during the time of her uncleanness, she can't touch anyone. She can't sit on the same chair as anyone. She can't eat at the same table with other people. She has to live in total isolation during the days of her issue of blood. And it says in Leviticus chapter 15 that if her issue of blood run beyond the normal time, then she is to be treated as unclean the entire time she has an issue of blood. This woman has had an issue of blood for 12 years. That's not normal. But according to the Levitical law, for 12 years, she hasn't touched anyone. She's not sat on the same couch with anyone. She can't sit at the same table with anyone. If she has a husband, she can't touch him or he'll become unclean. If she has children, she can't kiss her child or the child will become unclean. Probably she lived in a separate part of the house, separated from everyone else. So she physically feels bad. Socially, she feels like an outcast. 
She has great emotional needs in her life because she's not been touched for 12 years. This woman has suffered physically. She has suffered financially. She spent all that she has. And we know now she has suffered emotionally and socially. This woman is really in a difficult position in her life. And suddenly she hears of Jesus. Now that's amazing. Mark 5 verse 27 says, And when she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. How did she hear of Jesus? How is that possible? She lives in isolation. She can't be in the middle of a crowd. If there's a big group on the street, she can't be in the street because if she touches anybody, they are made unclean. They could stone her for making them unclean. This woman has lived a totally separate life. So how did she hear of Jesus? We don't know. But for some reason on this day, when she comes onto the street, the streets are packed with people all headed in one direction. They're all following Jesus. I believe she probably stood in the doorway of a house and watched the people walking by. And the reason I believe that is because of what else it says in verse 27. It says, when she heard of Jesus, of Jesus in Greek is ta pere. The Greek actually says the things concerning Jesus. She heard things, that's the word ta, she heard things, peri, surrounding Jesus, around Jesus. What was she hearing? She heard people yelling out in the crowd, I can see, my eyes have been opened. She heard someone else say, my legs have been healed, my ears have been opened, I can see. People begin to scream, they were shrieking, and as she stood there watching the crowd move by, she began to hear things about this Jesus. She did not have a theological education. She may have never even heard of Jesus because she lived in isolation. But when she stood there watching the crowd pass and hearing the things of Jesus, faith began to arise in her heart. That's what the Bible tells us. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And as she heard all these things of Jesus, faith and hope began to arise in her heart and coming out of her mouth, the Bible says, she said, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. And when the Bible says, she said, the Greek says, she said and said and kept on saying and kept on saying and kept on saying. In fact, she was moving in the principle of faith because you ultimately have whatever you say. And she was saying and saying and saying, but she was also trying to talk herself into believing. This woman knew for her to get to Jesus, she was going to touch people. She was an unclean woman. It meant that if she touched people, they also would become unclean. According to law, they could stone her for making them unclean. And now she's looking at the people walking by, hearing the testimonies of people being touched by Jesus. She's hearing things of Jesus. Faith is rising in her heart. And now she begins speaking to herself. If I can just get there, if I can just touch him, if I can just make my way into the crowd. She kept saying and saying and saying and saying. And the more she speaks, her faith is building, her confidence is building. And this woman is trying to figure out how she can get toward Jesus. And we know what she did. Because verse 27 says, 
She came in the press behind. The word press is the Greek word aklos, really, which is the word for a mob. This was a big mob of people. And when the Bible says she came from behind, it literally means from behind. She waited till the crowd passed. She couldn't walk right into the crowd because she was an unclean person, and she couldn't make other people unclean. So she waited for the crowd to pass, and then she came behind them, and she touched the hem of his garment. The word touched is the Greek word haptomai, which means to seize. When she grabbed the end of that garment, she really seized it. She was reaching for whatever she could get from Jesus. She didn't just lightly touch. She seized his garment. She was reaching for the power of God that was on this Jesus. Whoever he was in the crowd that she was hearing about, she wanted what was on him. If he could do it for others, he could do it for her. And she reached out and touched. The Greek says hapomai. She seized his garment. She was believing for the power of God to be released. For she said, if I can touch Buddy's clothes, I shall be whole. That word whole is the word sozo. Many Christians know the word sozo. They think it means to be saved, and it does mean that. But in the Jewish mindset, to be saved also meant to be healed physically. And in fact, the Greek word used here, the future tense of sozo, describes a touch of salvation that brings deliverance and healing power resulting in total wholeness. She was believing in a touch of God that would bring total restoration, total wholeness to her life. She was tired of being sick, and when she reached out to seize his garment, she was reaching for wholeness. And the Bible says in Mark 5, verse 29, and straightway, the Greek word is iethus, immediately without delay, the fountain of her blood was dried up. The word fountain is the word pege. It's the idea of something that gushes like a spring or like a fountain. This word fountain really describes how bad was her condition. It was gushing blood. It wasn't just nonstop bleeding. She had a serious problem with bleeding. And the fountain of her blood dried up. The Greek word means it withered away immediately. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. The word felt is from the Greek word ginosko, which means to really know something. Now, she didn't go to the doctor. She didn't have it confirmed, but she just knew. You know, when you're healed, you know it. You know when you've been touched. You know when you've been changed. And this woman felt in herself. That's what the King James Version says. But the Greek says ginosko, she knew in herself. She just knew it on the inside that something had happened in her, and she knew it because the blood immediately stopped gushing. That's what it says. And she felt that she was healed of that plague. Now, let's look at the word plague for a moment. The word plague is the Greek word mastigos. What is a plague? Why would an issue of blood or a female problem be called a plague? Well, listen to what the word plague means in Greek. It is the word mastigos, which is translated plague. However, it is a word borrowed from the world of torture that denoted the act of recurrently beating a prisoner or victim. Once a person's wounds had amended, the torturers brought them back to the whipping post where they were struck again and again and again. Such beatings were sporadic but constant. And although they were not usually serious enough to kill, it kept a victim in constant pain and misery. It was torment and abuse, a scourge that caused great suffering and prolonged anguish. It depicts, listen to this, a recurring sickness or physical affliction that keeps a sufferer in a protracted, repeated state of suffering. 
That's what a plague is. So a plague is any sickness that just sticks with you. Maybe you think it's gone and then it comes again. It beats you again. Oh, this is so demonic. Maybe you have headaches. You think they're gone, then here they come again, striking you and striking you again. Or maybe you have blood pressure problems. You think they're gone, and here it comes again, striking you and striking you again. Or maybe allergies. Maybe you have problems with ulcers. It's any kind of sickness that recurrently strikes you and strikes you and strikes you. And that's what this woman had. She had a sickness that had lasted for 12 years. It was like the devil was beating and beating and beating and beating and beating her incessantly for 12 years. Wow. And the Bible says she felt in herself she was healed of that mastigos. That's what the Greek says of that plague of this torturous event. And in verse 30, Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? I love this in verse 30 because it says, Jesus immediately knowing. That word knowing is the Greek word epignosis, which means to know something like a professional. That's how in touch Jesus was with the anointing. When that anointing moved out of him, he immediately knew it like a professional very knowledgeable about the anointing and how it operated through him, immediately knowing like a professional in himself that virtue had gone out of him. The word virtue is the Greek word dunamis. The word dunamis carries the idea of explosive superhuman power that comes with enormous energy and produces phenomenal, extraordinary, and unparalleled results. It is the Greek word which describes the source of miraculous power or miraculous manifestations. Now, miraculous power is flowing out of Jesus. This woman has reached out, haptomai, she has seized Jesus' garment, released her faith, and the power of God immediately connected with her. And the Bible says Jesus turned around in the press. He literally physically said, stop, 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 stop. Something just happened. Someone touched my garment. Power flowed out of me. Jesus wanted to know, where is this person that just took the anointing of God and was healed. Verse 31, And his disciples said unto thee, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and you say, Who touched me? Verse 32, And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. Verse 33, But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. Why was she fearing and trembling? Because according to Levitical law, when she came through that crowd as an unclean person, every person she touched just became unclean. And according to Levitical law, they had the right to stone her to death. All she knew was this Jesus whom she just touched, who according to law she just made unclean, had the right to kill her. But that's not Jesus. But that's why she was fearing and trembling. She was afraid. She was in trouble. Finally, she feels good. She's well for the first time in 12 years, and she's afraid she's going to die. But Jesus said to her in verse 34, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. The Greek literally says, Your faith has healed you. Your faith has healed you. And then Jesus says, Go in peace, and behold, of thy plague, the word plague, again the Greek word masagos, be set free from your torture. Jesus said, Go in peace, and behold, be healed of this horrible, torturous event that you've lived in for 12 years, Jesus radically set her free when she reached out by faith and grabbed hold of the anointing. And that's what can happen to you. I'm out of time, but I'll be back in just a moment, and I'm going to pray for you.
How do you read the Gospels? Does Jesus come alive? Do his words and miracles have meaning in your daily life? In the Miracles of Jesus Christ teaching series, Rick Brenner transports you to first century Israel so you can see, hear, and experience the miracles and healings of Jesus as you've never known them before. You'll dive deep into the New Testament and see Christ's present-day miraculous power with a fresh and new perspective. In this 15-part teaching series, starting at just $24, you'll learn and know the miraculous power of Christ that will forever change your perspective on our wonderful healing Savior. Rick's unique insight and teaching method explores the stories you've always heard from a new perspective and present-day application. You'll never read the Gospels the same after experiencing the Miracles of Jesus teaching series. In addition to the teaching series, you can also receive the book, Why We Need the Gifts of the Holy Spirit, available for just $10. In this book, you'll find a deeper understanding of the nine gifts of the Spirit and how you can operate in supernatural power because of the gifts God has given you. When you get this book today, you'll discover how the Holy Spirit can work powerfully in your life and the lives of those around you. Don't miss this special offer, The Miracles of Jesus, and or the book, Why We Need the Gifts of the Holy Spirit. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Get these two powerful resources today. Hey friend, this is Rick Renner. We have a need in our ministry and I need you to help meet the need. So please just for a moment, hear my heart. Our ministry is really growing. Wow, it is amazing what is taking place. People are reaching out to us from every nook and cranny around the world because they're receiving teaching that they feel they can trust. And they're calling us for prayer. What a responsibility to pray for people. They're calling us for resources. They're calling us for support. They are reaching out to us in multiple languages, in English and Russian, and in other languages from around the world. And God has given us the responsibility to minister to these precious souls. But we're growing so much that we have run out of space. We're bursting at the seams in our American office and we need a new building. And we have found the building that we believe is ours. And guess what? It's fully furnished. All we have to do is move in. And so I'm asking you to please pray about becoming a part of the giving team into this special expansion project. Just go online. You'll read there on our homepage how you can participate in this project or give us a call. Today, we've been looking at the woman with the issue of blood, a woman that had been sick for 12 years, and not just physically since she had spent all she had on the doctors, she was financially broke, and because she had an issue of blood, she was treated as unclean, which means for 12 years she had lived in isolation. This woman was suffering socially, she was suffering emotionally, she was suffering in every way, and then she met Jesus, and she reached out and she touched Jesus. She latched hold of the anointing of God. The power of God flowed into her, and she felt in herself, she knew in herself, the Greek says, she was healed of the torturous sickness that she had been through for 12 years. And Jesus said to her in Mark chapter 5, verse 34, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. The Greek says, your faith has healed you. And then Jesus said these words, Go in peace and behold of thy plague. This phrase, go, go in peace, is used over and over and over in the miracles of Jesus. It's the Greek word hupage. 
It means go under my authority, go under my power, go under my instruction. Jesus released her under the power of his word and under the power of his anointing. And she went home under the authority of Christ, totally, completely healed. Jesus sent her home under the authority of God and her life was changed. Jesus actually said, your faith has healed you. Sometimes people said, do you believe in faith healing? Absolutely. That's what you find here. The woman with the issue of blood, Jesus can heal you today. And I'm going to pray for you in just a moment. But I'm offering you my series called The Miracles of Jesus Christ. Order yours. It's just amazing. And my book called Why We Need the Gifts of the Holy Spirit. If you need healing, I want you to be like the woman with the issue of blood. Reach out with your faith right now to latch hold of the anointing. I speak it to you and release it to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. Thanks for being with me today. I look forward to being with you again in the next program. 